Hey, Vertical people and Vertical people joining us across the country today. I'm so glad you're joining us. I love that song, Spirit of the Living God, because it talks about the Spirit of God within us who is working, teaching, moving, shaping us. And I love the fact that what he does in us he shapes at the same time with the circumstances going on around us. He puts those two things into concert. He makes those all happen together. If he's got something moving around us, he's got something moving within us, and it's our goal to listen to what he has to say because God puts us in situations where he will increase the pressure around us and increase the pressure within us to bring us to a place where we change and become more like our Lord Jesus Christ. We call those moments tipping points. They're the moments where the pressure to move into something new becomes greater than where we currently are. It crosses a threshold. It causes us to move from where we have been into something new that he is calling us to. So, for example, this water bottle right here, it is currently standing vertically. But if I apply a little bit of pressure to it, if I begin to move it, it's moving at my pressure, but there's coming a moment here in which he will reach his tipping point and he will change from vertical to horizontal. He reached the tipping point. All of a sudden momentum took over and he went from being vertical to being horizontal. Pressure came into his life Pressure changed inside as well, and it caused a change in his stance, in his placement, in who he was as a water bottle. Thank you, Mr. Water Bottle. Now, just imagine more than just one object. What if you wanted to produce change in a lot of objects? It would begin with just a tipping point in one. Let me show you this as an example. So here on the floor, I have some antiques. I have some VHS tapes from our closet. We don't use these anymore, but boy, they were once a regular staple in our household. And they are all positioned in a relationship to one another. They're all in a line this morning. And if I wanted to see a change happen in all of these, I really just need to impact one. I need to help one reach its tipping point. If one reaches its tipping point, it will cause a change that will cause another tipping point to happen and then another tipping point to happen. That's why tipping points are so important because they not only bring a change in us, but they have the potential and power to cause change in others. So let's see what happens if our first videotape, our VHS videotape reaches its tipping point and leaves its position as vertical. Yeah, it worked. Awesome. Change came to all of the VHS tapes because they reached a tipping point, because one reached its tipping point, and because one reached that point and it changed. It caused an effect that spilled over to many. Today, we're looking at what it means to face those moments in our lives. When there is a pressure outside and there's a pressure inside that builds up, an angst, something that says, I, 
I just don't know if I can continue like this anymore. Something has to change. That's the last straw. This is frustrating. I want something new to happen. God brings those tipping point moments into our life so that change will occur. He wants us to change, to be conformed. He is at work in us to transform us into the very image of our Lord Jesus Christ so that what we think about, how we feel, how we choose, how we relate, what's in our character is conformed to who he is. And it happens when you and I get into pressure-filled situations when you and I reach the point of angst and something has to change. And this is the title for our message today, Something Has to Change. We're following the character in Scripture, David, as he went through a situation in his life where he had been appointed and anointed to be the next king of Israel, but the current king did not want to surrender his position. And as a result, this former king was very angry. And he began to pursue David. He began to threaten David. And he began to hunt David. And David had to run for his life. In fact, he came to a place where though he should have been free, though he should have been king, though he should have been ruling, though he should have been helping others be free, he had to hide in a cave. He had to shelter in place when he wanted to be free. 1 Samuel 22, verses 1 and 2 sets the story for us. It says, David therefore departed from there and escaped to the cave of Adullam. So when his brothers and all his father's house heard it, they went down there to him. And everyone who was in distress, everyone who was in debt, and everyone who was discontented gathered to him. So he became captain over them, and there were about 400 men with him. Now fear drove David to the cave. Threat outside drove David to the cave. David went in because of the threat that was without, and David had to shelter in place. And inside the cave, David is going to be changed. He's going to reach a tipping point in his life. And that's often what happens. God puts us in limiting situations. He puts us in stressful situations. He puts us in dark situations because he has a purpose in all things. And his purpose is to, have, is to bring change in us and his purpose is to bring change to his kingdom. Now our text for today the setting we are looking at today is what happens in the next two verses. Again, setting the scene here, David and many others are in the cave. David and those who are fleeing from wicked King Saul, David and those who are stressed, those who are without hope, those who need something different to happen in their life are all gathering and they're all inside the cave. And we know it's been a difficult time because we've read some of the Psalms that David wrote in that time. David's had some complaint. David's had some stress. And we get to verse 3 and 4. It says this. Then David went from there, the cave, 
to Mizpah of Moab. And he said to the king of Moab, please let my father and mother come here with you till I know what God will do for me. So he brought them before the king of Moab and they dwelt with him all the time that David was in the stronghold. In these verses, we see David reach a tipping point. Change has to happen. And we're going to watch David as he walks through this. And the first thing we notice is that David reached a point of angst. And it happens. We reach a point of angst in our life. We reach a place where the pressure inside is great. And that was happening for David. There was a lot of people who were inside the cave. It was a big cave. From what we read, we find out that there are 400 men in the cave with him. This doesn't count the children and wives who might have been there as well. So this is a large cave. It's a lot of people. And that had to be stressful because they have needs. They need to eat. They, they need some organization. They need some answers as to what's going on. They need some hope. And there's angst inside the cave. There's also angst outside the cave because David knows what's happening out there. He knows that wicked King Saul is marauding around the the country. He knows that he is hurting, that he is being a wicked leader to the people around him. And David knows he was the one who should be reigning. So the pressure is mounting outside. The pressure is mounting inside. We know from Psalm 142 that David reached this place, this place where he said, God, I've got a complaint. And he poured out his complaint to God only. And he found some hope in that moment. But angst has a purpose like that in our life. Angst has a, an actually a good purpose. Angst is what causes a seed to sprout. Angst is what pushes a seedling up through the soil to break forth from the surface into the light. Angst is what causes a baby to be born from its mother's womb. Angst is what happens when change comes into your own life. Angst is meant to push you forward. Angst is meant to bring you to a new place. Angst is meant to bring you to a place of greater trust in God, greater perspective, greater reliance upon him, and walking into a new place where you are changed. You are fundamentally at your core changed. You are no longer like you were. The seedling that sprouts up is no longer like the seed that it was in. The baby that comes forth into life is no longer the embryo that it once was. Change has happened. It is brought to a new place. So we find here David is brought to a new place. His angst causes something. We see in verse 3 it says that David went from there. He left the cave. He went to Mizpah of Moab. He went to Moab, a place where they were enemies of Saul, but they were friends of David. David went to a place he knew he could trust, but David reached a point where he said, something has to change. There's too much angst here in the cave. Something has to change. And David left the cave on this occasion. But David was familiar with this kind of angst. He'd seen it before. As a shepherd, he knew the angst of when a bear would attack his sheep. And he knew he had to do something. Angst welled up within him. 
and he went and took care of the bear. David knew angst because he had seen Goliath. He saw what Goliath was doing to the people of God with all of his threats and his violence. And the angst inside drove David to a place of faith and he took care of the giant. David knew angst. David knew angst because he once at one time lived in the palace with Saul until Saul became so angry and jealous that he tried to kill David. And David knew because of the angst, something different has to happen and he left. Angst will always call you away from where you've been and bring you to a tipping point which will introduce something brand new. Angst is for a purpose. But we also see in this passage that not only did David have some angst, but he risked his life for his parents. You see, David would walk out of the cave into the area where a threat was. And he would go to Moab where he would take his parents with him to speak to the king. David would put himself in a vulnerable place out where the threat of Saul was because he knew he had a purpose. His purpose became bigger than the cave in the moment, and it drove him to action. He knew he couldn't keep his parents in the cave any longer. So it says that David said to the king of Moab, please let my father and mother come here with you. David knew he needed to get them out of the cave. David knew that what he was about to do would not be secure for them. David knew he had a purpose for his life and he had to act. He had to get out of the cave. He had to move on. He had to care for his parents. They needed some care and they were not going to be in a safe place. But this is what angst does for us. It moves us to action. It moves us to get out of our own comfort. It moves us out of our own place of security. David got his mind off of himself. David said, I've got to care for my parents. I've got to get them out of here. I've got to get on to the next step. I've got to get them into a place where they will be safe. David started thinking about the needs of others. He didn't just think about himself. If you think about yourself and you and you and you, it's going to lead you to a place of fear and isolation. But when God begins to move you and stir you and you become focused on helping other people, you become focused on the needs of others, it'll move you to action. This is what faith does. This is what angst does. Angst wells up, faith takes over, and it moves us to action. Every missionary that has left a home and a place of comfort to go to a place of risk felt the angst, felt the faith, and felt the need to care. They acted on it. They did something about it. Every mother who has carried a child in the womb and felt the angst knew it was time to give up their own comfort for the sake of the birth of this baby. I'm going to go through some angst and labor for their sake so that they can know life. This is what faith does. Angst, faith, action. It puts it into practice. It gets its eyes off of itself. It cares for someone else 
Who are you caring for? Who are you showing some love to? Who are you meeting the needs of? Who has a need that's different than you that you can reach out to? This is what David did. He got his eyes off of himself. He got his eyes off of his own comfort. He got his eyes off of his own security. And he stepped out of the cave. He knew staying in the cave would only cause greater risk and harm. He knew it was time to take a risk. But we also see in this passage in verse 3 that David returned to seek God. He had a purpose in taking his parents to Moab. It was so they could be safe. But he followed that up with a very telling phrase. He said, I need them to go there till I know what God will do for me. David returned to seek God. He said, I've got to find out what God is going to do next. I've got to find out what he wants me to do. I've got to act on this. What's happening around me and what's happening within me is not different than what's happening in his kingdom. And he works all of those together. And what he's working in his kingdom is what he's working in me, is what he's working here. And so David said, I have to seek God. God has a purpose and I need some perspective. I've got to see. God has a design and God, I need some direction to know what step to take next. God has something to say, and David said, I need to hear it. And David passionately gave himself to seeking God. We know that because he wrote another psalm during this time in the cave. Last week, we looked at Psalm 142. But you could also turn to Psalm 57, which says that it was written while David was in the cave, while David was in his angst. And it's a beautiful psalm that you can, walk, you can walk with David through his angst. He talks in the beginning verses about all the pressure and all of those who were against him. You'd read there in verse six in that psalm, David said, they've prepared a net for my steps. My soul is bowed down. They've dug a pit for me. Into the midst of it, they themselves have fallen, but they're after me. They're getting tripped up, but boy, they're chasing me. And David, in that psalm, all of a sudden got some perspective. David, in that psalm, all of a sudden got some direction. Because verse 7, in Psalm 57, he says this. My heart is steadfast. Oh God, my heart is steadfast. I will sing and I will give praise Awake my glory, awake my lute and harp. And then he said, I will awaken the dawn. So somewhere between six and seven, David got some perspective. David got some direction because all of a sudden where he had been a little concerned, some angst was welling up, he got some faith and it changed the way he saw because he said, hey, I need my musical instruments. It's time to sing. I'm about to play some music. You've awakened a song within me, God. You've awakened faith within me, and I'm going to sing it, and I'm going to sing it loud. In fact, 
I'm going to sing it so loud that I'm going to be the one who's going to wake up the sun tomorrow. I will awaken the dawn. Hey, that's passion. And David got it. And you will too whenever you seek God in the midst of your angst. He'll show you his purpose. He'll show you his heart if you'll give yourself to seeking him completely. And David did. Boy, David saw some things in that moment. David changed in that moment. David in the cave became someone different. Here he is inside this cave. It's a rock cave. It's made of stone. It's strong. It's big. It's secure. It's a rock. And David entered into it thinking it would just be a place of shelter. But while he was inside it, while he was being changed, David looked around and said, wait a minute, I'm inside a rock, but God, you are my rock. And David began to change. David looked around at this shelter in place that he had, and he said, wait a minute, I'm not just in a shelter, God is my shelter. And he looked around at this cave that he was in that was his refuge, and he looked around and he said, wait a minute, this Lord, you are my refuge, not just this cave. And all of a sudden, David became someone different because he saw God differently. And this forever changed David. In fact, if you read through the Psalms written by David, you will find David used the term rock, fortress, refuge, and tower 58 times to refer to God. It so fundamentally changed him, his time inside the rock. He saw God as his rock, and it began to be what he sang about for the rest of his life. That's what happens when you passionately seek God. Where you choose to get up, you choose to pray, you choose to read, you choose to get up again, you choose to read again, you choose to pray, you choose to get up again, you choose to read, and you choose to pray, and you just keep seeking him. When you don't see something, you keep seeking him until you do see something. And this is what happened for David, and it fundamentally changed him. He let his angst drive him to a place of faith. He didn't let angst take him anywhere else. He didn't let angst keep him inside the cave. Sadly, that's, ha that's what happens for a lot of people. They start to feel the angst of the moment, and they let anxiety win instead of faith win. Angst wells up in the moment, and some people let anger win out instead of peace win out. Some people feel the angst within and they start lashing out instead of seeking God in that moment. And it changes them into something that God did not intend for them to be. And they end up more angry, more bitter, more filled with anxiety than they were when they started their cave moment. If God brings us into a cave, it's designed to create an angst that would lead us to faith, that would change us and who we are. And this is what happened for David. God transformed him. He changed him fundamentally on the inside. And he no longer was who he was 
before. The seedling no longer needs the seed when it has become something new. The baby no longer needs the womb when it has been born out of angst. It becomes something new. When we trust God and we believe him, we become something new when we walk in obedience to him. And we don't need what we had before. We walk out of our past. We walk out of old attitudes. We walk out of old ways. And we are transformed as people of greater faith and greater conformity to Jesus Christ. And when you get changed by seeing God and you're changed in who you are, it will change how you see your life. And this is what we see in this verse as well. In verse 4 we read that David, it says, went back and was now in the stronghold. You see, David renamed his cave. It's interesting in verse 1 that David started off hiding in the cave of Adullam. And there he sought God. He got some angst welling up within him. He trusted God with it. And he said, I've got to do something. And he went and took his mom and dad to a safe place. He came back and said, I'm going to stay here until I can hear from God. And it says, then he was in the stronghold. The cave became a stronghold. The place that David went for hiding changed all of a sudden and became a headquarters. David was in a small place, but all of a sudden it became a big place because from here the kingdom was going to begin. From here, he would begin his reign. From here, he would make his strategies. And from here, he became different. The cave became a command center for David and his men. But what's fascinating is the cave hadn't changed. It was still the same cave. But when you and I are changed Inside, it does surprising things for what we see outside. Even in how we see the exact same circumstances. You see, God is more interested in changing who we are than changing what's around us. And sometimes we beg him to change what's around us instead of begging him to change what's in us. And you might be in a cave situation today. You might be in a situation in your marriage, in your job. And even as we look at our culture today, we might be looking around at what everybody else we think needs to change. And God is using this time to change us so that we might see our situation through his eyes and that we might be changed inside. This is what God wants to do. This is how God transforms us. And when we submit to that, you'll stop seeing the limitations around you and you'll start seeing blessings around you. Instead of seeing walls that are closing in on you, you'll see walls that are actually protection for you. You'll all of a sudden stop complaining about 
your current set of circumstances and you'll be grateful for those set of circumstances. You'll stop looking at the bad deal that you think you've been dealt and all of a sudden see God's wisdom in him arranging your life. And all of a sudden your cave will become a command center for launching into a whole new area of life. It'll change your perspective. It'll change what you listen to. It'll change in how you see things. It'll change the news that you hear because you'll hear more news from here instead of news from there. It'll change how you see what's going on around you. And this is how God works. He doesn't always change our circumstances immediately, but he'll change who we are instantly when we begin to trust him. And he deeply desires for that to happen in us, for new life to be born, for seedling to sprout, for birth of a new area of life, a new depth of faith to begin in you. So a couple of questions today. What's your cave? What's the place that you're in today that is a place of limitation, that's difficult, that's dark, that you've been maybe even forced into, not by your design? What is that cave? And what is your angst in this moment? What is it that's welling up in you that say, that says, this is not what I wanted. This is not what I thought it was going to be. God, I need something different to happen. Say that to him. Cry out to him. Seek him in that. And let him change you while you're still in the cave. Don't wait to get out of it. See what you can get out of it while you're in it. Let God change you in the cave and you will be blown away by what happens when you step out in faith outside the cave. This is how God births kings. It starts in a cave. And this is how God births whole new kingdoms. It starts in a cave. May this time for us launch us as people of faith to be different on the other side because of his work inside. And may we as the church be different on the other side because of what he's doing in us. I don't want to go back to the way things used to be. I want to move into a new place. I want to move into a new normal. I want to move into a new depth of faith, a new sense of purpose, a new sense of unity together that changes us. And as the kingdom of God, we see life happen here on this planet because the gospel is proclaimed, because we live out the gospel, and because the gospel is present among us. May that happen in us. May kingdoms be born out of our cave. Would you bow your heads and pray with me? Our Father, I thank you for your word.
that speaks to the very real areas of life, even into the times where we're inside a cave. I thank you that angst is actually a gift from you, a pressure that rises up, a pressure that says, I can't do this on my own. I'm not good enough on my own. I need a savior. I need rescue. I need deliverance. I need a rock in my life. And I thank you that you have given us your son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to be that one that we cry out to in our angst, in our fear, in our anxiety, in our guilt, in our shame, and that there we have one who hears us And when we repent of our sin and even what we have walked in, in our own angst, you bring new life. You cause something new to well up and we are forever changed. So I thank you, Spirit of God, for dwelling within us, crying out from within us and saying something has to change and may we walk in that with grateful obedience we pray in Jesus name amen